you love wrestling podcasts but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Will he want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck? He's a real athlete, so give him your respect. He's got intensity, integrity, intelligence, too. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. And with one eagle slam, he'll lay you out on the floor. So listen up, it's time to go. It's the Kurt Angle Show. We are broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing one of my most memorable feuds in the WWE. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to be here and talk about a fun build-up to a fun pay-per-view. It's Backlash 2002, 20 years ago. We're coming off one of your career highlights, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, your WrestleMania match with Kane. Uh, <laughs> I can't promise you that we're, we're not going to talk about that again. We have too much fun poking at that one. But I give you permission to talk about it. All right, there we go. But there's so much going on at the time. And I got to ask, are you being kept in the loop as far as where you're going after that match with Kane at WrestleMania? Well, I found out a couple weeks later that I would be drafted to SmackDown. And uh, I was told that it would be second round. I'd be behind The Rock, who would be picked in the first round. And it's funny because I did a couple of pre-tapes that were pretty funny, uh, complaining why an Olympic gold medalist with a broken freaking neck will get picked in the second round and not the first round. (laughs) Oh, buddy, don't you worry. We're going to have some fun with some of those clips this week, including, well, we'll, we'll I'm, I'm going to save it because uh, we see a little bit more current angle than we ever asked for or expected to. But uh, it's the night. What you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's the night after WrestleMania Raw. It's from Montreal. You're teaming with Booker T in a losing effort to Edging Kane. And this is always, uh, it feels like, right after Mania, the creative where the focus is on the next story. And uh, it hasn't really started yet, let alone they got to have the draft. They got to reshape their rosters. Are you campaigning at this point to, hey, I'd like to be on Raw, or I'd like to be on SmackDown, or is it typical, Kurt, wherever you need me, I'll, I'll do? Well, I think everyone at that particular time wanted to be on Raw because it was a flagship show. But I thought SmackDown was doing pretty well. They, you know, it was a relatively new show, but it was doing pretty well. So to me, it didn't matter where I went, Raw or SmackDown, as long as I was on one of them. Wherever you were going to go, Kurt, you were going to entertain the fans. I certainly was. At least I was going to try. There you go. Well, Edge would pin you in this match, and it's important to bring that up as it seems like you're about to transition into a feud with him. And considering Team ECK, that was a few years before this, are you welcoming uh, the ability to get in a feud and wrestle with Edge? Oh, yeah. Edge was so talented. Uh, You know, he had a great look. In-ring skills were incredible. He had great chops. He had incredible charisma. And I knew right away when I first started that Edge was going to be a huge main event singles competitor. 
it just it, it was written all over his face. You knew he was going to be a big star. He absolutely was and is and uh, continues to do it uh, with for the WWE. It's amazing to see what his career comeback ha- has been. So we're on SmackDown. You end up costing Edge his match against Booker T. You have to know at this point you're going to SmackDown, right? Well, yeah. I mean, common sense tells you that you started a program on SmackDown. They're going to continue the program on SmackDown. So I think that it was very apparent that I was going to be on SmackDown working a program with Edge. Well, there's some other big news around this time, Kurt, and it's big news for you and for your bank account, pal, because it's reported in the observer that you agreed to a five-year deal with the WWF. What was that negotiation like? Well, I still had three years left of my former contract, but it was a shitty deal. I was getting (laughs) $75,000 a year guaranteed. Now, don't get me wrong. My rookie year, I made a lot more than that because I main evented just about every show. Um, you know, as far as, um, once I, you know, got my groove in a few months, I was main eventing all the yeah. time. So I made a, a, an amazing amount of money. My rookie year, I was really impressed and very happy with that money. And I went to Jr. and I said, I need to get a new deal because this, this other deal is really bad. He said, okay, what do you want? And I said, well, I made this much last year. I want it guaranteed this year. Cause I'm going to make it again, maybe more. He said, I can't give you that. That's what rock and Austin get. I said, I want what Rock and Austin are getting, uh, you know, hell yeah, please talk to Vince. Yeah. He said, I'll go talk to Vince. And he talked to Vince and Vince said yes right away. And then they gave me the deal. So I got the same guarantee as the Rock and Austin and Undertaker. Look at you wheeling and dealing. <laughs> one year, yeah. I'm yeah, bragging but, about it right now. You I'm, should, buddy. Rock Austin and Angle. Happy about that. Hey, but you know what? You proved that you belonged, man. You were main eventing with all those guys and you could hang. They knew what they had with you when it came to promos. You were the full package and you proved yourself that rookie year. So yeah. Hey, let's start talking and look at you. You have no problem going to the table, going to Jr. and saying, buddy, it's time to take care of your Olympic hero. So it was time to take care of Kurt Angle. Yes. There you go. Well, let's talk about one of those guys you just mentioned. And that's stone cold Steve Austin, who, by the way, did you get, I'm sure you did. You saw him at WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Yeah. I gave him a hug. I uh, said, good luck to him. I didn't see him afterward. I'm sure he was a little pissed off about Vince and the way he <laughs> took the stunner. <laughs> you know, it was crazy because Austin was chugging these beers and you could see his lips saying motherfucker. <laughs> That's what he uh-huh. said. Uh-huh. No, he actually said that motherfucker. I was sitting there watching it and I was telling some friends, I was here with some buddies watching it. And I thought this dude, me and Kurt Angle were just watching a match where, uh, Vince had to take the pedigree from triple H Remember in the ring during the wedding ceremony. And he flip flip flopped all over the ring for that. Oh yeah. Vince, some things Vince don't change, worst. brother. The thing is his timing was just bad. You know, he didn't know when to jump. Uh, he didn't know where you were going to go down, up and down. He just thought you were going to go up and down. And, uh, with Austin, he didn't expect the boot to the gut. He thought he was just going to stun him. So when Steve booted him, uh, Vince went to his knees. That was the problem. As soon as he went to the knees, it threw <laughs> the whole Vince thing had, off. And Steve had to pick him back up, and then he tried it again, and Vince backed up into the ropes, bounced off the ropes. It was like a disaster, man. The, the best part was Austin couldn't stop I just wanted to get it laughing. over with. Huh? Yeah. Austin couldn't stop laughing. That was the best part. Because <laughs> he knew. He yeah. knew from the beginning it was going to happen like that. Yeah. It was it was like trying to give a stunner to a piece of paper. So uh, Steve Austin walks out of the World Wrestling Federation around this time due to his unhappiness with creative. So what do you remember about this time period with Steve and his issues at the time? 
Well, what I remember was they wanted to do this program with Steve and Brock Lesnar, uh, Stone Cold versus Brock Lesnar, but it wasn't much of a program. It was just a match, and they wanted Brock to go over. And you're talking about the name and face of the company, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, he wants things to make sense. He wants to have great programs and build-ups to matches. He wasn't just going to go out there and do a job. No, don't get me wrong. Stone Cold has done jobs for everybody. He's, he doesn't have a problem doing that. It's just the way they went about it. Did you talk to Steve at all, Kurt, after he leaves during the <laughs> Nobody talks to Stone Cold. The only person he confided in, I believe, was Deborah, and that's it. Mm. Well, you've often talked about Steve, and he was someone that you looked up to. You, we've talked about that over and over again on this show, uh, especially when we talked about the Hall of Fame. You wanted him to induct you. Was this, I guess, sort of a revelation that you just, you know, you can just walk out of the WWF if you weren't happy with creative? Like, what's what's the message here? <laughs> I don't know, to be honest with you. Would I have done it? No. But I don't blame Stone Cold. I mean, he was the name and face of the company for a long time. He's always done business properly. He just felt like this was the wrong thing to do. and He, he would have done it if they would have had a good buildup and a good program to it, but they didn't have anything behind it. Well, it all got resolved. He came back. We just saw him back again. And uh, what do you think? Do you think Do you think Austin comes back again, or do you think he's truly done now after this past WrestleMania? I don't know. Uh, you know what? With knowing Stone Cold, uh, he's probably going to come back again. Uh, he's going to want to do a stunner to end the show properly. <laughs> a proper stunner. Don't let that yeah. be your last I don't stunner. think he's going to go out like that. And don't get me wrong. It was an awesome moment, regardless of what happened with Vince and how he took the stunner. It was an incredible moment. Every my wife went out to the arena, and it was effing crazy. It, yeah. Everybody was off off their seats, going nuts, screaming at the top of their lungs. I never heard a pop like this. I was backstage. My wife told me it was ten times bigger out there. But you got to give it up for Pat McAfee. I mean, he did a good job, and he took an awesome stunner bump too. Oh yeah, the you know out. what? Pat McAfee was the surprise performance of WrestleMania. I would have never expected him to do what he did. That was pretty amazing, especially for a non-wrestler. Yeah, nah, he he did fantastic work. We we sat there and we were just like, this guy to be live in front of 80,000 people, you don't get to make a mistake. You don't get to make a mistake. And he's jumping to the top rope and doing some things. And man, he helped pull it off. And it, good that stuff. Jump to the top rope. Yes. Impressive. And then the superplex. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has some good leaps. He's a great athlete, definitely. All right. Well, let's get back to the story here because here we go. You're upset that Vince took the rock first over you. And here we go. Our first clip of the week. Let's get it going. Kurt and Vince. Mr. McMahon. Yeah. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I mean, I can't believe you hurt my feelings. What? You didn't pick me first. I cannot believe you didn't pick me first. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I'm the best you have. Kurt, I know who the hell you are. I mean, look, I mean, I can't believe that, that Ric Flair chose The Undertaker. That's what I'm saying. As far as you're concerned, hey, look, I threw Flair a swerve out there, okay? And he just threw one back at me. I'm going to make it right Damn. there, all right? What is this crap? You told me 
that this wouldn't happen. Did you or did you not tell me Flair would not pick me? I told you. I don't have any idea what's in his head. I don't have a clue. No, I want to know what you're going to do about it. I, quite frankly, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just know this, that in some way, in some way, I'm going to make this right. And you've got my word on it. I got your word. This better be one time that you keep your word. If you know what I mean. look on your face kurt is that the same shirt you were wearing at russellcon yes it was i, I thought, thought i recognized the, it tap out shirt yes uh, yeah that's a, i love that shirt so here it is undertaker's fantastic you got you're great but you're not done because later on you're going back to vince's office to make sure he has the full list of Kurt Angle's acc accolades and we're going to share that let's listen to that one of course national amateur wrestling champion 1995 world champion 1996 Olympic gold medalist, two-time WWF champion. I know where you're going with this, okay? Look, just let me collect my thoughts. I've got to figure out Ric Flair's next move. If Flair, if Flair chose The Undertaker, then why wouldn't he choose my NWO next? Mr. McMahon, forget about the NWO. Ric Flair is going to choose me next. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I mean, think about this. Ric Flair picked The Undertaker because of a personal vendetta. That's a good point. And he doesn't want poison from no, the NWL. I think you're right. But what he does want is an Olympic gold medalist. And I don't want to work for Ric Flair. I want to work for you because I like you. We're good <laughs> together. We're a team. We're chums. Ric Flair is not going to get what he wants because as of this moment, on behalf of WWF SmackDown, I'm Vince McMahon. And my second pick, I choose Kurt Angle. Yes! Oh, <laughs> You were already a salesman. We should have known the chicken snacks. It was in your future, Kurt. Just listen to you <laughs> selling the Vince McMahon there. A great businessman. I love it. Well, listen, it seems like you're already the top PL on SmackDown. Was that a role you were ready to jump right into? Yes, but, you know, to be honest with you, I was a top PL my rookie year. You know, I won the world title. I defended the title for six months. Uh, so my role uh, has always been one of the top heels uh, since I started. So I was ready for it. And it's fun, too, because it's just not like a typical top heel. It's that annoying, goody, goody, two-shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just the kind you want to punch in the face, that kid in school. A lot kid. of fans wanted to punch me in the face. Yeah, they did. They couldn't wait to tell you you sucked. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So by now, you know, the Fed has raised interest rates and they're telling us they're going to raise rates six more times this year. 
What does that mean for you? It means waiting will only cost you money. If you've been thinking about building, if you've been thinking about buying, if you've been thinking about refinancing, the time to act is now. Waiting will cost you money. I urge you, I encourage you, just let us run the numbers for you. If you want to buy a house, go to buywithconrad.com. If you want a lower monthly payment, go to savewithconrad.com. And I know what you're thinking. Man, can I really save money if rates are going up? Absolutely. Because if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a second mortgage, if you need to make improvements to your home, there's not a better, easier, faster, more economical, cheaper way to borrow this money than to use your current equity in your house. Here's what we're talking about. All of a sudden, our houses are worth more than ever in the last couple of years because the real estate market is hot, 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 daddy. Now, what you do with this debt, once you owe that debt, is up to you. So if you don't do what I'm encouraging you to do and go to SaveWithConrad.com, man, just keep making the minimum payments. Now, they're going to jack up your interest rates on your credit cards, too. Just so you know, we're not just talking about home loan rates, but all the money is about to get more expensive. Now, you're right now sitting at an interest rate on your credit cards that's way too high. I don't know how high, but you may not either. Is it 19%? Is it 29%? Here's what I know. It's going up. And if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're making the minimum payments, if you don't feel like you have a real plan to get out of debt, now's the time to make that plan, baby. Savewithconrad.com. We can help you knock out all that debt, even let you skip your next two house payments, and more importantly, pay your house off faster. When we're really talking about saving on a refinance, the term is the killer. If the bank can trick you into giving them 29% of your gross monthly income every month until you die, it's mission accomplished for them. Don't take my word for it. Throw it in your Google machine. Mortgage is Latin for pledge until death. They put you in this thing to keep you beholden to them every month until you die. That's not the American dream. The dream is to get out of debt. I want to help you get out of debt today. Make a stand today. Tell the banks to stick it, brother. We're going to show them how to get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. If you got car loans, check. I can handle that. You got credit card debt, check. I can handle that. Oh, and here's a pop quiz for you. Have you always wanted to do one thing to your house? Whether we're talking about upgrading your kitchen, upgrading your bathroom, putting in a pool, putting in a man cave, let's make someday today. All that's going to do is make your house worth even more. You're going to create even more equity. But at the same time, you're going to get those repairs or improvements done with no money out of pocket. You hear me? Why would you not do this? Get the dream house with the dream payment right now at SaveWithConrad.com. And if you're still throwing your money away on rent, I urge you, I encourage you, this is the year to take action. There is no stopping this real estate boom right now. I cannot believe what's happening, and I want you to be a part of it. Had you done it two years ago, you'd already be rolling in the dough, baby. What's that old proverb? The best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The second best time is now. Something like that. The second best time to buy a house is now. Find out how much money you can save when you stop throwing your money away on rent. And you actually build some wealth for yourself at buywithconrad.com. And, buddy, we're licensed in almost all the states. Don't take my word for it. I know it sounds weird. Wait, the podcast guy about wrestling can help me save money? Go check out my reviews, conradreviews.com. You'll see more than a 1,000 reviews. Our average is like 4.71 or 4.72. You know what that means? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. We're going to save you some cash. You're going to love it. Run the numbers with me. No cost, no obligation. Buy with Conrad if you want to buy. 
save with Conrad if you want to save. Either way, I can hook you up. Savewithconrad.com, NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. And oh, by the way, don't be nervous about talking about your credit report. I don't care that you had a late here or there. I don't care that you had a bankruptcy back in the day. I'm not going to tell you no. Now, I might say not yet, but here's how. You need a plan to get out of debt. You need a plan to buy a house, and I can help you with that plan at SaveWithConrad.com or BuyWithConrad.com. Hey, man, maybe you don't want to do that. Give us a call, 888-425-0105, or just drop me a line. Yes, email me, Conrad at SaveWithConrad.com. Well, you take on Rob Van Dam later on that night on Raw. After you suggest events, if you don't win the title, the Intercontinental title, you can take it to SmackDown, and you end up with a bloody lip and get DQ'd and edge attacks afterwards. Did you find yourself with a lot of bloody lips after working with Rob? <laughs> Listen, Rob is a great worker. He really is. But he has a couple of moves that are a little <laughs> stiff. <laughs> it's the karate kick from the top rope where he does the karate kid pose, you know, the sidekick. Yes. Uh, which you can't gauge. You have to lay it in because if you miss, it's going to look like shit. So I do understand that. He also has a spin kick that's pretty stiff. But uh, other than that, Rob was a great worker. He was incredible in the ring, a lot of fun to work with. But you were going to end up with a bloody lip if you worked him, definitely. It, it explains all the dental work that you had to have a few weeks ago, too. <laughs> so it's all coming together for me, Kurt. So mm. I, I'm assuming at this point, it's your job, it's your role to elevate Edge as the top babyface. Would I be accurate in that statement? Yes. I mean, a lot of people, you know, there, there are people that their job was to make me as a heel. And they did a great job. It was my role now to make Edge as a top baby face. But listen, he didn't need my help. He just needed a talented individual to do a program with. And I happen to be that guy. Well, there's a lot going on with some big stars, too, around this time. Rocky's in and out doing movies. You got Hogan, who's also drafted to SmackDown. And we know he's not going to get there every week. So they're going to put a heavy burden on you to be the workhorse. And you have no over the choice but to be ready for it, right? Yeah, but you know what? I was a workhorse since I started. You know, I, I rarely ever missed a show, even if I was injured. I've always been the workhorse. I continue to be the workhorse after this occurred up until 2006 when I left the company. So it wasn't new to me, and I was con going to continue to take on that role. As we uh, continue down this journey, down memory lane to Backlash 2002, the next night it's SmackDown, and you have a team member named Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> And you're taking on Triple H and woo, the nature boy, Ric Flair. That's a freaking lineup right there. What's it like putting that kind of match together? I mean, it's you and Triple H. Vin, man, you and Triple H, you had Ronda Rousey and Stephanie. Now you got Vince and Ric Flair. What's it like put, putting this? Some other wrestlers. There you go. What's it like putting this match together with the four of you? Well, with Rick and Triple H, it was relatively easy. Uh, you know, they came up with some spots for Vince to do to make sure Vince was okay. And it was pretty easy to put the match together. Um, you know, I, I just added my my flavor to the match, and uh, we were off and running. It, it, it worked out really well, I thought. Well, Kurt, we have a little bit of that match, and uh, so let's hey, take let's a look it. at it. Here we go. And look at the right hand. Oh. Damn Kurt Angle again from behind. Oh. What are you talking about? And now Triple H into the ring. Damn Oosh. Triple H from behind. Oh, look at him. And a right hand to Kurt Angle. Oh, no. And Rick Flair setting Mr. McMahon up, center of the ring. Oh, Kurt, do something. And Triple H outside the ring. Wait a minute. It's that damn Red Devil. 
Undertaker pulling McMahon over Flair. The Undertaker works for Ric Flair. Flair drafted him, but McMahon with the cover. Damn it. Flair and Triple H lose. Thanks to the Undertaker. First of all, Vince McMahon is freaking shredded. I know. (laughs) You know, it's crazy. He was in his late fifties at this particular time (laughs) and he looked better than anybody else. Any other wrestler in the company, he was jacked. He was ripped. This guy is a beast. He works out at two in the morning till four in the morning. He only sleeps from four to six. He works all day until the night. And then he goes to the gym again. Same thing every single day. He never stops working, never stops working out. And he's what? 76 years old. We saw him with his muscle shirt at WrestleMania, but for a 70 years older than that, but for a 76 years old, he still looks in good shape. He he is. It's amazing. It's incredible that he's almost 80 years old and he looks as good as he does. It's crazy. It's ridiculous, but he continues to train his ass off. The guy will never quit till the day he dies. And you know what I heard, Kurt? I don't know if you, I'm sure you do or we know this, but I thought share a secret with our audience. Apparently he's a big fan of chicken snacks and that's a part of his big time diet. <laughs> yes, so. he is. He actually was one of the first ones to try it and he loved it. You know what he said to me? What's that? Don't send me anymore. <laughs> he said, I'm eating too much of them. <laughs> well, be like Vince McMahon and ch- try those chicken snacks today. There you go. Well, Hey, nice, this is the nice first time that you're sharing a wrestling ring with the nature boy. That has to be pretty cool. Yeah, you know what? I I met Ric Flair before I started in the business. I met him at his gym in North Carolina, and I asked him, I said, Rick, what company should I sign with? Because both companies were interested, WWE or it was WWF at the time, or WCW. And Rick immediately said, go with Vince McMahon. He'll take care of you. Do not go to WCW, because he knew that they would probably bury me in WCW, and Vince McMahon would take care of me. And ever since, I had an incredible relationship with Rick. We always kept in touch, and I always looked up to him because he had so much success in the business. You know, 16-time world champion. Uh, Rick, Rick, there's no other person like Rick Flair. He's really special. Yeah, he said in an interview afterwards how impressed he is by everyone who's successful in the WWF, and he mentioned you by name. So he obviously thought a lot of you. Uh, just to wrap up that match, Vince pin Flair to get the win, and the brand split is officially underway. How much of a transition for travel plans and loops and things like that need to get taken care of when something like this occurs, uh, Kurt? There wasn't much of a difference. I mean, you know, basically, as a unit, one unit, we would do house shows on the weekends, and then we would do Raw on Monday and SmackDown on Tuesday. Now the brand was split. We both did uh, house shows on the weekends. And then we the the brand split for Raw would do Raw on Monday, and the SmackDown brand would do Tuesday. So it wasn't that much of an adjustment. Talk about, too, the difference, if there's any at all, between wrestling on a live show versus a tape show. Did that make any difference to you at all? Did you have a preference? Yeah, you know what? I didn't like having the safety net, knowing that it was taped and that I could do it over again if I messed up. I was always uh, into doing one takes and uh, having that pressure of doing it. Um, I've always performed better like that. When you know in the back of your mind you can do it again, you're most likely going to screw up. 
you know? So yeah. not that I did that a lot, but you know, there were certain times that I did uh, miss a spot or something. And you know, the, the office would tell me, Hey, do it over again. And I just do it over again to the fans in the arena. It didn't make any sense, <laughs> but when you watch it on TV, you're watching a tape show and you watch the, the, the best, uh, the best moves that were, you know, That's right. that, that were saved for the show. Yeah. Yeah, if there was any kayfabe left, it goes out the door at a tape show when when <laughs> yeah, people are redoing things. Out. There was one time in Boston, Taker and I had a double submission on each other, and um, uh, oh, he had a submission on me, and I had him pinned, and I tapped out, and he uh, and he got pinned at the same time. Ah, but the ref didn't count it right, so we had to wait until one in the morning, and we didn't. No fans were there, so oh, I they remember you, all the crew. Yeah. And put it in a corner. It was at yeah. the Boston Arena. Yeah. In a, in a corner. And they shot an angle of the match of Taker and I doing the finish with uh, the employees of WWE in the back. That's right. Crazy. I remember you yeah. were t- you were telling me that one before. That's insane, man. But hey, you got to do what you got to do to make it look right and make it look real That's for the TV audience. Product. You're right. There you go. Well, hey, Steve Austin, he comes back. He's on Monday Night Raw. You had to be happy to hear that he returned to the company. Right, Kurt? Yeah, the name and face of the company is always good for ratings. Of course you want Stone Cold Steve Austin to come back. Well, we're at the first SmackDown-only show. You come out saying you have a legitimate gripe and that you should be getting the title shot. It's me. It's Kurt Angle. I deserve the title shot. Well, then here comes Chris Jericho. He comes out. His SmackDown debut. He says he's the former undisputed champion, and he deserves the title shot. And who comes out next but the great one himself, The Rock, he interrupts and buddy, we got a hot mic with the rock. Let's check it out. Finally, the rock has come back to Rochester. You two actually think that you're the only two viable names who's just going to throw their names in the hat, throw their hat in the ring, the face Triple H at Backlash. We'll let The Rock remind you is there's one man, if you want to talk about names, that should face Triple H at Backlash. Let The Rock remind you there's one man who's had more bigger matches with Triple H than the two of you put together. There's one man who deserves it, and there ain't no one. And The Rock means no one who deserves a shot more. Maybe there is someone else. Maybe there is someone else because The Rock knows that one day he'll have his title shot and one day when that day comes, The Rock will whoop candy like he never did before and become WWE Champion. But until then, 
Maybe the one man who deserves a title shot a little bit more than The Rock. We should give the title shot at Backlash to a legend. Jericho's a living legend. We should give the title shot at Backlash to an icon. Angle's an icon. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you, Rock. It's about time. I said somebody... them out to Brony the Rock's not talking about you. <laughs> No, 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 no. The one man who should go to Backlash and face Triple H for the WWF Championship, The Rock is talking about Hulk Hogan. Wow, Hogan. A tremendous show of respect by The Rock to, to Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. I think that is ridiculous. I think it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> well, I think that it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> it doesn't matter what either one of you think. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't even matter what The Rock thinks. Because you see, what you two fail to realize is this is all new. Although this is still SmackDown, this is a new SmackDown. And although this is The Rock Show, SmackDown, The Rock, the people's champion, The Rock says, as of now, SmackDown, now and forever will be known as The People's Show. What? And seeing as it's The People's Show, and you two jabronis are standing in the middle of the ring with your thumb up your candy <laughs> and you're surrounded by the millions Rocks fans, in 30 seconds, they are going to let you know who they want to go to Backlash and face Triple H. They are going to let you know who they want to see win the WWE Championship at Backlash. And on the count of three, they will either chant Jericho, Angle, or Hogan. One, two, three. What do you I think? Heard a few angles. <laughs> I was gonna say it's your it's your wife and kids in the front row. Yeah. They are champion. But don't count, Kurt. Hogan. These people are ridiculous. This is Mr. McMahon's decision. This ain't none of Rock's business. Budinsky. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is your show. You keep that some going. Some bitch. This is not their show. This is Mr. McMahon's show. If you're listening, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, if you're listening, the most electrifying fans have spoken on the most electrifying show on television. And as you say, Vince McMahon, the money talks, the bull walks.
Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now, and just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance. Super easy. Goliath life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price. You start the online application immediately and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Ah, uh, doesn't get any better than that. That's the is, rock. He is unbelievable, dude. Yes, Love he it. is. Okay, so you got to remember, this is coming off WrestleMania 18 when it was Icon versus Icon, and the crowd completely shifted to Hulkamania. So you, you obviously you remember all of this. He, the big push was back to Hogan again. Yes, it was, and Hogan deserved it. I mean, what he was able to do, uh, come back to WWE, get the fans behind him the way he did uh, at his age at that particular time, it's pretty incredible. Yep, he's back to red and yellow, Hollywood Hogan no more, and it's almost like nostalgia on fire. They wanted that red and yellow all over again all these years, you know, into the future back in the WWE, and uh, man, how cool is this? Oh, it's really cool. I, I actually prefer uh, real American Hulk Hogan. Me too. Yellow. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that that's what transcended wrestling. Yeah. You know, in yeah. the 80s, early 90s. Hulk Hogan, even though I didn't watch it back then, I knew who he was. Yeah, I remember he you was saying mainstream. That. Yeah, you know, so uh, knowing uh, that 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 was the character that he portrayed back then, it was pretty cool to be there now. That that Hogan was my childhood. That was all where it was at. Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling, the cartoon, all of it. It was all about Hulkamania. So fun to see here. But listen, backstage, imagine this: you're not happy, my friend, and man, oh man, is something about to happen. When Edge runs into you, let's take a let's take a <laughs> I listen. I can't believe this. What the heck is Mr. McMahon thinking? Hulk Hogan with the number one contender shot? Why don't we just elect Hillbilly Jim for president while we're at? <laughs> I can't. Oh, this is just great. What the heck do you want? What are you here to rub it in? I have a match with you later tonight. Don't make me madder than I am. <laughs> Settle down, settle down. Because uh, I know we've matched tonight. Yeah? I know we've had our problems lately. Yes, we do. Well, the more I've been thinking about it, the more I feel bad. What? Well, we used to be really tight. I mean, really good friends. Yeah, we were. So what? Well, I was going through my attic the other day. 
Look what I found. I found these pictures. Check it out. <laughs> hey, that's when I first won the WWF title. <laughs> yeah, that that look how shiny right. it is. That's awesome. Pretty good, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's more. Check them out. Wow, yeah. man. Oh, this is cool. That's <laughs> us. We're going to be together. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah. I tell you what, oh, man. Always cheer you up. Oh, they God. have. Oh. See you out there later tonight, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. We're talking about memories. This is great. Oh. <laughs> that edge is I like the guy. Wow. <laughs> that edge is not such a bad guy, is he? Is that daytime? Oh my, we are playing the hits now, my friend. This is classic Kurt Angle. This is awesome. That was classic Brian Gewurz, the WWE writer. He was so talented. He wrote for Edge and I quite a bit, and we absolutely loved the material he would write for us. But dude, your ability to sell it is just, <laughs> you couldn't have done any better. The reaction, the facials, so good, man. Oh, this is good. He made it easy for me. <laughs> Uh, well, later that night, you take on Edge. I can't stop laughing. Hillbilly Jim for that just got that got to me there. Hillbilly Jim for president. Later that night, you take on Edge in a singles match. Is this the first time you remember the crowd singing the "You Suck" when you come out? Yes, because Edge, I believe, a couple weeks prior, did a promo where the fans were chanting "Angle" when my music was playing. Okay, "Angle," and Edge told the crowd, "Hey, stop chanting Angle." During his entrance song, start chanting, you suck. And the fans started doing it, and they never stopped after that. That was it. <laughs> that was it for me. Edge, we owe it all to Edge. Yes, We're we st- do. Edge is the reason why. Okay, so Edge, I'm okay with you suck. Who we, The what? Whoever started the what? I know it was awesome, awesome. the whole Oh, God. Oh, my yeah. God. We we need to. That's one so thing annoying. that I wish we never would have came out. My goodness. You couldn't get a promo out. Because no. every time you pause, the fans They're say, still what? doing it during Hall you, of Fame you speeches. You had to learn how to not pause. You had to keep talking like I'm doing right now and never stop. What's <laughs> annoying is they do it now during Hall of Fame speeches. I'm I like, know, come on, know, guys. Ridiculous. Let it go. Come oh, on, fans. Let it go. Show some respect. Well, you get Edge with a chair and a great short match and cut him open and you beat the crap out of him until Edge cuts you off and you power out. So you get Edge with a chair shot. Uh, You cut him open. I mean, it's a deep, deep cut in his eyebrow. Does he come back and say, hey, Kurt, what the hell was that all about? No, uh, fortunately, no, he didn't. But I think it's because we were such good friends. Uh, you know, when you're friends, you don't have to apologize for stiffing each other. <laughs> now, now, don't get me wrong, a chair shot and bleeding from a chair shot, that probably deserved an apology. But he didn't ask for one because he knew he wasn't going to get one. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm sure there was a receipt coming. The next week on SmackDown, you and Edge are highlighted in a 10-minute segment, which really sees the crowd get into the You Suck chance. How much easier is it to cut promos when the crowd is all fired up like they were that night in Tucson? Oh, it was so much fun. You know, having the crowd involved in it, uh, that's what you want. But but the issue is, you know, after a while, it gets a little bit annoying because, like I said before, when you stop a sentence, you suck, you know. <laughs> and, and uh, you, you know, you have to uh, keep your composure and remember what you're going to say next because they're always going to interrupt you. Are you, are you loving this working with edge? Cause it does get to set you up for he and you a backlash. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Edge was so talented. I was so excited. I knew that we would steal the show. I knew edge and I had the ability to steal the show at backlash and we actually did. And then also later that night, you're taking on triple H again. And it seems like you two are working quite a bit with each other. Uh, so we have that, but this is all to really build the Hunter versus Hogan at backlash. Did it feel like, Hey, we're going to use Kirk to help, you know, with this build at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was kind of odd. Uh, they used me for a lot of different things. Um, even if I had a program, they're always having me assist other wrestlers in their programs, whether it be Hulk Hogan and Triple H or The Rock in Austin. I've always been involved with their storylines to help get their storylines over, and and so they wouldn't have to wrestle each other till the pay per view. So I'd be the guy that they they would beat or that would beat them before they would end up wrestling each other at the pay-per-view. So I was always involved in different storylines, but thankfully they always had a good one for me too. Well, Kurt, we're here. It's you, it's Triple H, it's the SmackDown match, and we become familiar with more of Kurt Angle than we ever thought we would. Let's take a look at this clip. <laughs> Angle, to lose uh -oh. a bit. Oh, no. I mean, Angle got his bell rolled. I don't even think he realizes that his, his tights are below his buttocks. <laughs> his buttocks taking advantage. Kurt Angle is in his underwear. He needs to tan that thing. Well, Triple H taking a half-naked Kurt Angle over here. Get away from here. And a half-naked Kurt Angle bouncing off our announce table. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing funny about that. Now, Tim White runs over and yells at Triple H. I don't think there's a rule against spanking your opponent. Stopping him in the ass. It's yeah. illegal. It's an open fist. What are we doing, Tim? Let him spank him. I don't want to. Tim White pulled up his tights. Why do you go out there and pull up? No, no, no. I'm coming. Triple H in trouble. I think Kurt Angle's a bit ticked off. Finally, he pulls his trunks up, and now he begins to go to work on Triple H. So we fast-forward the match here towards the end. We got enough of your bare ass. I like that. He'll do anything to keep the title task. Triple H told us that earlier tonight. There's an elbow to the side of the head. Kurt, I'm going to mute this as we watch it. You and you and uh, Triple H are here in a, in a fierce matchup. Okay. First of all, what did Mama Angle say when she saw her baby boy's buttocks all over the TV screen? <laughs> My mom actually liked it. <laughs> she likes crazy stuff like that. She thinks it's funny. My, my mom was awesome. She had a great sense of humor. So she actually got everything we did in the business. She understood. All right. Second question. As heard on the Wives of Wrestling podcast from your wife, Giovanna Angle, Kurt likes to walk around this house in his underwear quite a bit. Please tell me these aren't the same underwear you no, walk around your house no, in. No, no, no. I wear actually uh, shorts, you know, the, the boxers. Shorts, boxer briefs. Uh, not boxers, not heavy, uh, not baggy. They're tight ones, but... Um, yeah, boxer briefs. You ain't sporting these thongs Listen, anymore. I never wore a thong in my life. I only yeah, did right. it for this... <laughs> Bullshit, Kurt. You have an Olympic thong on. You probably red, white, and blue. I did it for this one match because I knew I was going to get my tights pulled down. So this was just a comedy spot. 
I swear I never wore a thong before. Sure. Okay. Well, we're going to believe worn you. some after. <laughs> <laughs> I like the feel of it. By now, you know that everything is crazy overseas and well, that's created some volatility in the market. We actually saw rates tick down a little bit this week. We don't know how long it'll stay that way. All the experts are predicting that there is going to be a rate hike this month in the month of March. Some are saying 25 basis points. Others are saying 50. What does that mean? It means waiting will cost you money. And by the way, I want to mention this is still a once in a lifetime opportunity just based on your real estate values. You see, all of a sudden your house is worth considerably more than it was just a couple of years ago. And as a result, you can use that newfound equity to change your life. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners take their 30 year loan and pay it off in half the time. And how can they afford to do that without their payments going sky high? We get rid of all their other debt. And I mean it as a heads up. What would you do if you had no credit card debt? Just like that. It was all paid off. How much easier would life be if those car payments, they're out of here. No more car payments. That is the story that we're able to help our friends and family with at SaveWithConrad.com. You see, the interest you pay on your credit cards, not tax deductible, and sky high. The interest you pay on your car loans. Buddy, where is that going? What if we could restructure all of your debt, use some of this newfound equity, and at the same time, get you out of debt faster? You see, what we're talking about is reducing the time on your mortgage. Yes, we're going to get you a great rate. But if you're in a 30-year loan, think about what your life looks like 30 years from now. Man, life gets a lot easier when you're completely debt-free, and that's what we want to help you do. And by the way, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And oh, as a heads up, if you've been thinking, hey man, I like my house, but my kitchen's kind of outdated, what if we could get you the cash you need to turn your average kitchen into something your wife loves and it wouldn't change your monthly payment at all. Why wouldn't you do that? You see, you'd be reinvesting back in your own property. That's going to make your house worth even more. And oh yeah, you can do it with cheaper monthly payments at SaveWithConrad.com. Now I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want you to go check out our reviews for yourself. See what some of our new family members are saying at ConradReviews.com. You'll see there we've got over a thousand verified reviews. Our average rating is 4.72. And if we were a restaurant with a thousand reviews and a 4.72 rating, I know where you're eating dinner and I know where you need to do your next loan. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? That's SaveWithConrad.com. And for those stories, check out the Wives of Wrestling podcast <laughs> yes, where you yes. too can hear about Kurt and the thong. Oh my God. I, when I was putting the clips together for this show, I saw that I had forgotten all about it. I thought, Oh, I cannot wait for this part of the show. <laughs> well, Hogan comes down and Jericho comes down. Cause listen, the build is all about Hogan, uh, and triple H. So he's going to interrupt. He gives you the big boot to the face. Let's listen to the commentators here. <laughs> Pedigree Triple H to you, Kurt. And of course, to help build them, you're going to take the three. What a great trooper you were. Well, you know what? You have to do stuff for the best. You know, when you're in the business, you 
you have to do uh, the honors for them. So I didn't mind doing it. Let's cut they the shit, Kurt. Let's cut the anyway. shit. They agreed you to a five-year deal. You were like, sure, you can pin me. I <laughs> got that guaranteed money. I got the deal I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. That's great. I love it. Yeah. So you you're, you worked a thong in a match. Do you think in all seriousness, are you like, okay, I'll do it. That sounds like fun. Are you like, man, you guys are really trying to embarrass me. Is this going to hurt my character? Or at this point, you're like, hey, I'll, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I knew it was going to be fun. Okay, I, I was always game for anything. Whatever Vince threw at me, I was up for it, and I always, I always followed through. Yeah, a lot of talk from Taz and Michael Cole about your buttocks, as Taz says. <laughs> him hoping that you would tan it. So yeah, uh, lots of good times there. That was fun, man. And I thank you for being a good sport there. And uh, sure, you don't wear thongs. Uh, Jericho gets involved in the match. Hunter gets the win. Hogan comes out for the save. We just saw it. But man, how cool is it to be in the ring for this? You just said, I was a big fan of Red and Yellow Hogan. And here you are getting to be a part of a huge angle where the big push is all about Red and Yellow Hogan. Yeah, it was a huge honor. You know, Hulk Hogan had such a huge impact on everybody in his career. And to be able to be in a ring with him, especially this late in his career, was pretty awesome. So I got to ask you, because there's been, I guess, word out there, notion that Hogan was worried about working with you. I had never really heard this before (laughs) until I saw this in the research. Do you know when that started? Did Hulk have any words for you at any point regarding that? All right. This is what happened. We had a house show at Madison Square Garden. This is before all this. This Oh, I remember you shared this. Yeah. And uh, we had a house show, and it was a six-man tag, three-on-three. And Hulk Hogan, uh, during the match, I had to hit him in the back and knock him off the ring apron so we could get a quick false finish in and make the fans believe it was going to be the finish. When I went over and hit him, I hit him, and he held onto the rope and stayed on the ring apron. I'm like, he's staring at the finish. Like, this is, he should be on the floor selling. So the next time I went over, I laid into him as hard as I could. And I knocked him off the apron the the second time. And uh, after the match, he went to the back to Gorilla and told Vince McMahon, Vince, the Olympic boy is a little El Stiffo. Wow. (laughs) So was this the same night that you told the story where he showed up late too? Yes, it's the same night. Oh, this was not a good night for Hogan and Kurt. He said, hey, he showed up at 730. The show started at 8. He's like, this is what we're going to do. And I said, and you know what this it was kind of disrespectful what i did to him uh so yeah. I, I feel badly because i know hulk now and i know such a nice guy he is uh but i said hey no and don't get me wrong i didn't watch hulk hogan growing up so i didn't uh have as much respect for him as the other wrestlers did because i didn't really know him but when uh when we were putting the match together he said um this is what I'm going to do tonight. He just walked in and said that. I said, no, yeah, we already have the match together. You pick your spots. This is where you're going to be open in the match where you can put your spots in. And uh, basically I told him, you're going to do what we do. You're going to do what we said you're going to do. So um, I, I, I felt badly about it after I got to know him because it was kind of disrespectful, but you know, at the end of the night I did stiff him and he did say to Vince, the Olympic boy is really out stiffo and uh, i thought that was pretty funny vince pulled me aside and told me that 
Yeah, so you're off to a hot start with your relationship with Hogan. No doubt <laughs> yeah, about it yeah. after that night. It wasn't a good start. Yeah, right. I, I made up for it eventually. It got better. Well, the go-home SmackDown features a tag match between Hunter and Hogan against you and Jericho, as we often saw and still see, where they put everybody in a tag match prior to that pay-per-view. But again, another, you're in the ring with Hulk working a match together. And at this point, considering you guys have all worked together a lot in the last couple of weeks, did you notice there might be an issue with the brand extension as you're just wrestling the same guys over and over again? Well, that, that was the problem. That's why we did the brand extension. We wanted to create more stars, more main eventers because we didn't have a lot. So as, as one company, we had a certain people at the elite level, but when you do a brand extension, you, you got to make stars to make yeah. more athletes go to the main event level. So that's what we were trying to do. That's what we were trying to build at that particular time. And also having the brand split gives more opportunities and more jobs for wrestlers. And to your point, this is early in the brand split. So yes, you guys are all working together consistently the first few weeks, but you're also heading into a pay-per-view and have some stories to tell to get there. So you're going to eventually get there building stars, but right now you got to get to that backlash 2002, which we're getting to now. So Kurt edge eventually comes out and you guys brawl away into the crowd. Do you think you and edge have enough time to build a story for backlash? Well, I think that we were kind of busy doing other programs like Hulk Hogan and Triple H, uh, but it was ample enough time to have the program. I mean, we did enough. You know, we did the comedy spot with the with the with the cards where uh, you know Edge was, yes. uh, you know, showing you know it's true and you suck and that stuff. No testicles. But, um, yeah, it was ample enough time to have the program. So I think it was built up properly. We could have done a little bit more if if, if uh, given the time, but. I was happy with it. Did you know at any point at this time that eventually, Hey, you're going to lose your hair to this guy. <laughs> I found out two weeks ahead of time, uh, from Vince McMahon. And he told me, don't say a word, uh, cause he wanted to pull a rib on edge the day of the pay-per-view. Mm. So the day of the pay-per-view, he pulls us aside and says, Hey, listen, you guys are going to have a hair versus hair. We discussed it a couple of weeks ago. I want angle to go over on you, edge. You're going to shave your head tonight. And Edge. <laughs> It was so quiet. He didn't say anything to Vince and he walks away and he goes up to the top uh, level of the arena up in the seats all day. He's staying up there alone. Doesn't want to talk to anybody. He comes down around six at night. The show is going to start at seven. He says, Kurt, I don't know if I can shave my head. My head is kind of funny looking. I don't think I'm going to look good (laughs) shaved. And the crazy thing is Vince McMahon did not tell edge that I was going to have my head shaved until two minutes before the match. We literally had to change the finish two minutes before the match started because Vince McMahon wanted to pull a rib on edge and make him believe that he was going to shave his head. It was hilarious. That's great. Well, (laughs) Kurt, we made it. We're here. It's backlash time. And this show takes place in Kemper arena and you're voted as having the best match on the show against edge. According to the observer readers, surprising. I mean, that's just what you did, Kurt Angle. You delivered every time. Meltzer even puts over that you made Edge into a player on the show, even with him losing. And uh, we're going to check out the end of this match. Let's take a look. Don't get frustrated, Kurt. Don't get frustrated. Keep your composure. What a resourceful cameraman. The white boots, Kurt. I don't think I'm used to seeing you in the white boots. I like those boots. They yeah. were asking ostrich boots. Wow. Ostrich. Have the ostrich head. I'm telling From the feathers. His angle slam didn't work. Now look at Angle Edge. That was the company I worked with, Austin. That was a meat Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is going to get Angle disqualified. Oh! 
Yeah, it has to be. As he should be. Ah, Kurt, what a what a win. What a victory. And uh let's let's uh read what Meltzer had to say. Kurt pinned edge in 13 minutes, 25 seconds. Tremendous match. Man, Dave Meltzer was a big fan of Kurt Angle. I picked that up as I, <laughs> I didn't know that. I always thought he didn't like me. Well, I think he was a big fan of your work for sure. Uh, he said angle did a tremendous belly to belly superplex early to set up an ankle lock spot edge did a scary German suplex with angle landing on a shoulder and head. We didn't see that here, but man, uh, I went back and watched the full match. That was, that was my call. And I should have never called it because when you do Germans and you never do them before, uh, and you do it for the first time, you're going to land them wrong. And I should have had edge practice on a dummy for a little bit, but that was my fault. Guys, if you haven't seen it, watch it. You can tell there's immediate communication going on as soon as that that moves hit, which is always a bad sign, like, are you okay kind of right. thing. So uh, he also did a plancha from the top rope out of the ring and a missile drop kick for a near fall. Angle came back with the angle slam from a near fall. He went for an ankle lock, but Edge reversed it into a front rolling cradle. Lots of strong near falls with the crowd going nuts for them with a creative clean finish edge went for the spear and angle kicked a field goal with him and got a pin with the angle slam. He gave it four and a quarter stars, big time score here uh, from Dave Meltzer. You got to be happy how this match turned out with edge buddy. Yeah, I was extremely happy. We knew we stole the show. It was the best match of the night. One of the best matches of the year, to be honest with you, if we were to put in another five minutes, it might've been the best match of the year. And when I went backstage, Vince McMahon absolutely was, you know, elated. You know, he was like, you guys stole the show. It doesn't matter what's going to happen after this. You guys already stole the show. So that was a really good compliment. And hey, listen, and if the goal was to help have you help Edge become that next level guy, I'd have to say you certainly accomplished it here, man. We certainly did. You're absolutely right, Paul. Well, listen, let's get to the fan questions. We have a few this week, and uh, so I want to transition over to those. From a uh, in wrestling historian, he says, whose idea was it to have you two work a program together? It was actually Vince, and the reason why is because Vince wanted me to shave my head. <laughs> my hair was receding, and Vince didn't like it, and he wanted to turn me from the funny Olympic hero character into the wrestling machine, and that was Vince's idea. It was always his idea to do that, so... Um, you know, I, I agreed with him and I knew my head was, uh, you know, my hair was, uh, I was losing my hair definitely. And, uh, you understand what I'm talking about, Paul. 
I have no idea where you get that from, Kurt. But but you know what? I was happy to do it. And and the bald is beautiful. Is, we even got to pull a rib on Edge and make him think he shaved his head. He was going to shave his head. Well, you know what? That's the look that sucked your wife in. So it all worked out for you in the <laughs> yes, end. Yes, it did. So there you go. She Richie, likes the bald-headed man. She does. She does. She likes that Vin Diesel look. Likes to rub the head. <laughs> I could go so many places with that. Richie is up next. He said, who came up with the chair bouncing off the ropes when you tried to hit edge with it? Would you just change that spot today if you could? Never. That is the best spot in the world. Fit Finley came up with it. And I absolutely loved it. People you are know, still I doing did it. it like seven or eight times after that. <laughs> I was addicted to that spot. I loved it. I, uh, you know, I, I'm usually a serious competitor wrestler, but I like doing comedy spots. So this was, uh, this was definitely, we know we saw your ass cheeks. To me. Yeah. Huh? We saw your ass cheeks. We know you like comedy <laughs> spots. Uh, Ben says, did you prior your prior friendship with edge make working together easier or were there challenges to working with someone you were so close to? It made it easier because I said before, uh, if you stiffed them, you didn't have to apologize. <laughs> That's right. You can beat the shit out of each other beat and nobody the shit cares. out of each other and not have to apologize for it. That's awesome. And you've already answered this question from our buddy, Brad Stanton at free shows. Top guy. He said, what's your favorite version of Hogan real American or Hollywood? You said it. Real You're American. all red and yellow, but baby. Yes. I, our- I love that because he was such a huge baby face and he had such an impact on on mainstream America, you know, what he was able to do with the business and transcend it and make it into mainstream. You know, the WWE was basically a territory back then. Northeast Hogan yeah. was the beginning of it. He's the reason why the WWE, uh, prospered the way it did. Yeah. He, he was the catalyst. He was Vince McMahon's guy to help take it national Definitely. star. Yeah. Uh, adfreeshows.com slap nut. Tyler says, what did you think of Hogan becoming the undisputed champion at backlash? And did you know at that point that you would have a program with Hogan a couple months later? I thought it was great. You know, that late in his career, uh, him being able to do that. I, I'm not going to lie to you. He was a little slower than, than he was in the past, but he was still really good in the ring. You just had to slow your pace down with him, but I was really excited to work with him. And the crazy thing is, and I believe I'm the only one to ever make Hulk Hogan tap out. And that happened just a couple months after backlash. That's right. Kurt Angle, the only one to make Hulk Hogan tap out. Listen to me, Hulk Hogan. I made you tap out. Yes. <laughs> Add it to your list of accolades. When you were in Vince's office, I made Hogan tap out. There you go. <laughs> Adfreeshows.com top guy, Bryant Haremza asks, when you get the program with edge going, what were your thoughts at this time of his potential? Did you think he had gotten out of the tag team label in your opinion? Yes. I, I, you know, even when he was in the tag team label, I didn't consider him a tag team wrestler. I always knew that edge and Christian would break out and be great singles competitors. And they both had incredible careers and it wasn't a surprise to me. So I always looked at them as singles wrestlers and not tag team wrestlers. There you go. Adfreeshows.com. Final question this week. Member Yambag Jones. God, I love that handle. He asked, how much did you ever get to work with Tajiri? He was on an opening match of the show, and I always thought he was incredibly underrated. You know, he had a great Japanese style. I got to work him a couple of times. His kicks were incredible. I mean, they weren't even stiff. It looked stiff as hell, but he had a very uh, kind of realism to him, and I really enjoyed working with him. He was very physical for a little guy, too. Yeah, I was a big Tajiri fan as well, man. He, you're right. Everything you know he what? did. Yeah. He had comedic timing. 
The kid was incredible. I mean, he yeah. had so much talent, not just in the ring, but overall. Yeah, he had that comedic timing, like you said, but also in the ring, he felt so realistic. His yes, style, yes, authentic he and physical. He 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 could do a lot of cool things in the ring. I was a big fan of his. Well, Kurt, listen, in a couple weeks, we'll be discussing Lockdown 2012. We're going back to TNA, where you take on Jeff Hardy in a Six Sides of Steel cage match. Then your history and thoughts on AJ Styles. And then finally, we're going to talk Sacrifice 2007, where you finally win the big belt in TNA. Man, I'm pumped up for the next couple weeks, buddy. Yeah, it should be really cool, especially 2012 when I wrestled Jeff Hardy in the cage match. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Well, buddy, as we always do, before we leave here, we're <laughs> about to run through some fun stuff. And don't don't fast forward this, guys. I'm telling you, we have a lot of fun with these now. Physicallyfit.com, Kurt, let's talk about what you got for us. Chicken snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein, one's organic plant protein. There are 11 different flavors. Uh, there are sweet barbecue, uh, honey mustard, sriracha, cinnamon swirl, Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. And if you use the code ANGLEPOD, you'll get 20% off your first order. Or you could become a member and get 20% off the rest of your life. You sign up on the website, uh, the Kurt Angle membership, you'll get this 20% off for the rest of your life. If you want to look like Vince McMahon, chicken snacks. <laughs> if you want, If you want that thick, juicy ass like Kurt Angle, chicken <laughs> snacks. I mean, you've seen it. We've demoed it for you here today. Shredded Vince McMahon, thick-ass Kurt Angle. Loves it's the all, chicken snacks. Yeah. It's all because of chicken snacks, so there you go. Talk about Kurt Angle, Brandon, where you'll do some cameos. They can buy cowboy hats, T-shirts, whatever other gimmicks that you have over there. Tell them all about it, Kurt. We have milk cartons. We have autographed <laughs> photos, uh, birthday cards, cowboy hats. Can they get a thong? Can yeah, they get a thong? messages, no thongs. <laughs> Unless Come on. The one I wore, but that's going to cost $100,000. <laughs> the ring worn thong from Kurt Angle. Now at KurtAnglebrand.com. That's right. Go to KurtAnglebrand.com to order any merchandise you want. Wildcatbelts.com for that real American hero Kurt Angle brand belt. There's three left. He's oh, got one. Left. Two have been sold. That's right. This belt is incredible. Love the detailing. I As he uses it to take down his mic. Yeah. Uh, look at that. I mean, the camera shot, we need a little work there, but that looks beautiful. <laughs> Skirt knocks down half his desk. Look at the patriotic colors, buddy. Yeah, this is a really cool belt. Really well done. Uh, Wildcat belts, they're the ones that do WWE titles and AEW yes. titles. They just recently did the upgrade to the NXT belts. Wildcat Andrew is the man. He does it all himself by hand. And oh my God, Kurt's playing with his puppet in the corner. And yes, it really is. Smash Buddy. A Smash Buddy. There you go. Smash Buddies. Check it out. There's a Kurt Angle one out there. So as we said on the Box last week's show. Boxofgimmicks.com. Boxofgimmicks.com. If you want to cuddle with Kurt, that's the way to do it. And this one has a full slinglet on. So no worries <laughs> about that. Kurt, finally, Saturday, August 27th. It's wrestling night at right. the park for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers with Kurt Angle. Kurt and I are going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin that night. That's right outside of Green Bay, right? That's right outside of Green Bay, the cheese capital of the world. 
And uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to do a live Q&A podcast style show before the game. Kurt's going to throw out the first pitch. He's going to run the bases with his new knees, as he told <laughs> us about on the last show. That's right. But we're going to have a fun time. There's going to be a meet and greet Q&A time. You're going to get some pictures with the fans. We're going to have a blast out there, man. It'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that event. So check it out. You can check it out on their website. Uh, I just heard from the guy this week that their social media, they're updating the website with all the information. So again, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, get out there to Wisconsin, August 27th. It's a Saturday. And Kurt and I will shake your hand. We'll kiss babies, whatever you want us to do. We'll have a good time. Listen, that's all we got for this week's show. Kurt, this was a blast, my friend. Oh, we had a blast today. This was so much fun. I can't wait for next week. Sounds good. Well, listen, on behalf of Kurt Angle, your Olympic gold hero, and I'm Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. Have a great week, everybody. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.